Jesus wrestles with a stranger he comes to recognize as God. He is told that he now will be called Israel, which means the one who serve, strives with God. A, leading, a reading from the lesson of the book of Genesis. Jacob got up one night and took his two wives, his two maids, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise everything that he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him in the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have, strip, you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Peniel, limping because of his hip. The word of the Lord. Paul struggles to understand why Israel has rejected Jesus, but reaffirms that the people of the Old Covenant are the source of the law and the Messiah himself. A reading from the lesson of letter of Paul to the Romans. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it by the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my own people. But kindred, according to the flesh, they are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and from them, according to the flesh, comes the Messiah, who is over all God-blessed forever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. When the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away, so they may go into the village to buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. He said, Bring them here to me. And then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves, gave them to his disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. Those who ate were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. 
Holy Spirit of God, by your gracious and loving presence, so make my words this day your words to us, so that all that we hear and receive is of you. Amen. Please be seated. You're already seated. Jesus feeds 5,000 men, women, and children in a deserted place with a mere five loaves of bread and two fish. And the kingdom of God breaks in and breaks through. Such a thing can happen. And God is at work. As God worked through Jesus, as God works through the likes of you and me, such things can happen. The disciples thought they didn't have enough to feed 20 people or even 10 with five loaves of bread and two small fish. And yet in that deserted place, late in the evening, there were 5,000 men with an uncounted number of women and children. A conservative estimate might have been 7,000 people. And Jesus says, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. Probably the villages nearby were smaller in number than the 7,000 gathered in that deserted place. It would have been impossible to find food at a late hour. So they give to Jesus what they have. All that they have. Five loaves of bread, two fish. And Jesus takes the bread and the fish, looks upward to the heavens, blesses that food, breaks the loaves, gives it back to the disciples to distribute to that crowd of people. Surely it will not be enough. Surely the first group of 10 or 20 will be fed and the other 6,000 or so will receive nothing. Surely this will not suffice. The gospel writer is very clear. They all ate And they all were filled. The disciples took up what was left of the broken pieces. And there were twelve baskets full left. Surprise. Surprise. God's people, Israel, were grouped into twelve tribes early in their formation history. With twelve baskets full after a large number of people being fed to satisfaction... We're to know and to understand that this story is about the whole of the people of God being provided for in abundance, with an abundance left over. Not just 7,000 plus, but the whole of the people of God. When Jesus takes and blesses and breaks and gives, from real, down-to-earth, everyday food, there is such an abundance that all of God's people everywhere are filled with an abundance left over. When the kingdom of God breaks in and breaks through, 
such things can happen. When God works through Jesus and through the likes of us, small things become graciously large and the needs of so many are met. No doubt you have seen at some time or another the devastation in Joplin after that epic tornado hit on May 22nd of this year. We might well have wanted to cry out, send them away, let someone else take care of them. Let them get shelter and food and clothing in surrounding towns wherever they can get it for themselves. And Jesus is still saying to us, as he still said to those disciples, you give them something out of what you already have. A few clothes here, some bottled water, some cleaning supplies, diapers for babies and toddlers, some personal hygiene products, toothpaste, bar soap, deodorant, Toothbrushes, shampoo, toilet tissue, paper towels, washcloths, hand towels, bath towels, shirts, pants, shorts, tops, shoes, blouses, paper, pens, pencils, paper clips. For the many who have lost everything and have absolutely nothing left at all but rubble and sticks in what used to be their home contents of those homes. For such people, small things now are not only necessary, but wonderful to receive. I remember my first pair of big boy shoes. They weren't those soft leather, leatherette baby shoes. They were real shoes, big boy shoes, I call them. And my first pair was a pair of red sandals. And I cherished those shoes. I wouldn't wear them. I would carry them around and then sleep with them at night. They made me feel different about myself. I was becoming a big boy. What I felt about my first pair of big boy shoes may just be what a Joplin child or parent or young adult or older adult might feel about one pair of shoes or one set of clothes cleaned, somewhat pressed, dry and not soggy, wet or muddy, such small things may make them feel different about themselves. It's not enough for us to send them away to fend for themselves. Jesus wants to us to give him what we have to take and bless and then give it to them ourselves or someone like us to give it them, to them for us any of those who need it the most, someone who has lost everything, someone who has nothing. I have an associate at Deerberg's who sent her friend to California 
with one suitcase. And the friend said, I've lost everything. This is all I have. I'm going to California to resettle and start again. Take, bless, break, give. It's sacramental work. And it takes sacramental presence, real presence, his presence, our presence. People in Joplin, Missouri will need help for a long, long time. It's not over for them. If you haven't downloaded your scroll for August, or if you don't, can't download it, their copies in the entrance of the church on the table... Do so. Download it, pick up a copy, and read it. Three of our youth, Claire, Ben, and Adam, went with Sally and Dave and other adults and other youth of the diocese to Joplin for a mission trip. They worked eight hours one day to try to help clear off the rubble from one house. Read what they said. You will know that the work is far from ended. Even though May 22nd seems so far away. Find some way in which you can give from what you already have. In the giving, ask Jesus to bless your gift so that it, among other gifts, will be enough. As you see and watch and hear the news about how the people of Joplin recover, know that God is adding gift to gift, adding helping hands to helping hands, so that eventually and in time, there will be enough. And as you do so, say this prayer. Jesus, what would you have me give from what you have given me? To pass it on to someone else of yours who in Joplin has nothing at all. And as you pray that prayer, then expect big things to happen. Because God will be doing from your small thing your small gift and other small gifts an abundance that we can't even begin to imagine. Expect to be surprised as over the years you and we watch the people of Joplin recover because of God at work through the likes of you and me. Amen.